Hi, Christian Yordanov here. Today I want to talk to you about the most important antioxidant that you're lacking. And it's it's shortening your life and it's shortening your health span, right? Now, you may know about it. It's called the glutathione, right? And it is it's an endogenous antioxidant. So it's produced inside the body in the cells. And it's um, basically you're when I say you're lacking in it, let me sort of develop what I mean there. It's not that you lack it completely. Without it, you wouldn't be alive, right? Your body is constantly making it and using it and recycling recycling it to do all kinds of things from um, protecting you from toxic metals, toxic chemicals, you know, infections, uh, oxidative stress, uh, detoxifying basically harmful particles, right, <clears throat> and molecules. Now, uh, the reason I say you're lacking in it, I am... It's it's a bit of a bold statement because I don't know you. You might you might eat really well and supplement your diet really well and have your toxin exposures, um, you know, reduced as much as you can humanly possible, as much as humanly possible within reason without going crazy. But let's let's face it: most people are not in optimal metabolic health. They are not doing enough to detoxify. Uh, you know. Uh, basically to support their detoxification systems and um many people still have just very obvious um toxic exposures around the home and at work in their office in the car um you know that that they might not even be aware that they they have these exposures never mind having done something about it right so i should i should have used the word probably in the title of the episode but from what I understand from watching YouTube, people on YouTube, like the more sort of striking these titles are, the more the more likely people will um, you know, click or listen. So that's the idea. It's trying to trying to get you to to tune in so I can teach you about this thing that most people are not aware about. And knowing these things, it it basically it will allow you to increase your life span and your health span right all th- all other things considered all, all other things being equal so glutathione the most powerful cellular antioxidant it basically like i said what it does already but um um uh, diminished or de- a depletion of this antioxidant glutathione can lead to so- all sorts of you know nasty things first First of all, you could probably guess if it if it is used for to detoxify uh, chemicals, metals, infections, and to ameliorate oxidative stress or free radicals, as you might have heard of heard of them. Uh, if you deplete it, that means that you have a reduced ability to detoxify heavy metals and chemicals. Your immune system becomes impaired. You have increased oxidative stress in the body, which means that more cells, tissues, um, cellular components that could be brain cells, it could be gut cells, it could be all sorts of different cells. There's an increase in the damage to these cells, right? And over time, that leads to pathology or health issues. So it all really, it all really starts as some type of dysfunction in the cell. So if you have a reduced 
this uh you know uh a reduced um depleted antioxidant status right which could be either from not getting enough of the building blocks for the the antioxidant or not having the cofactors required to make it or having such a high body burden of heavy metals chemicals etc cetera, etc cetera, that it just gets depleted over time your body's natural stores and you know what you get from the food to to build it is not enough to handle the onslaught of toxicity yeah so oh yeah another thing that impaired um, or depleted glutathione can lead to is impaired dna repair and dna synthesis yeah big big problems and these big problems um they <clears throat> they compound over time it's not like you notice it today or tomorrow or next week you understand by the time you notice health issues so for some of the you know common health sort of um signs in health that um can um indicate poor glutathione status would be things like poor immune function asthma respiratory congestion so um there's a lot of glutathione in the lungs right and um so if you if you have like uh, asthma or some type of respiratory issues that's an indication <clears throat> the other thing is so pure immune pu pure immune poor immune function if you get sick a lot right if you get a lot of colds okay it's not listen it's not your kids bringing you viruses from school please get that bullshit out of your head okay it's not your kids bringing you viruses okay it's you're not getting sick very often because new bullshit variants of scambid or anything is it's not that okay it's poor <laughs> it's poor immune function it, we are in general population at large is just generally very unhealthy very depleted okay but again you have to run some lab tests to actually if you if you were to run some of the lab tests i run with my clients i will show you like literally every person i run a lab te lab, lab tests on literally every test literally not one test has not shown something that can be you know addressed and improved and overall metabolic health can be improved right so um so so glutathione right a little bit of a primer it's very it's actually a very simple uh molecule when you when you kind of break it down it's three amino acids so you know you you probably know amino acids are the building blocks of protein so a bunch of chains of amino acids make proteins that could be you know like things like hormones uh, insulin let's say and obviously larger much larger structures tissues and and um you know organs and stuff like that so glutathione is only three amino acids that make it glutamate cysteine and glycine okay now in nutritional science they they this they have this concept of a rate limiting factor in um in the synthesis of of stuff basically right so so you have 
if, 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 if let's say if one, one of these amino acids, glutamate, cysteine, or glycine, is not available in enough quantity, then that let's say it's cysteine, which is most often the case, cysteine, which is found in eggs and protein. Basically, it's, it's obviously they're amino acids, so they're found in protein. And the best source of protein is you know meat and animal products, right? Um, <clears throat> And uh, so, yeah. So if you don't have, if you don't get enough pro, here, here's the here is the problem. A lot of people have. If you don't eat enough protein, you will not get enough cysteine and glycine, right? So, um, the the other thing. So about glycine. So it's 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 glycine is um glycine is found in it's very rich in collagen, right? In things like chicken skin and joints, right? So if you don't eat meat, you could actually be getting a very low um, intake of glycine. So that could be another limiting factor in your ability to uh, synthesize glutathione, okay? Now, another thing is magnesium deficiency or anything that disrupts the ability to produce energy in the body. So, you know, you have your ATP, adenosine triphosphate, that's created in your mitochondria. So things like <clears throat> things like that um, that affect the mitochondria negatively, and I'll do a separate episode on the mitochondria at some point, but um, they're the basically the energy generators of the power the quote unquote the powerhouse of the cell is what the mitochondria is so um you have hundreds of these in your cells sometimes thousands and if you have a magnesium deficiency it's required for that atp um atp production right that's another factor that can limit your ability to produce this crucial antioxidant glutathione okay uh, other things, uh, uh, if you if your insulin sensitivity is messed up, and that's another thing we'll have to cover in a future episode because there's quite a lot of stuff to unpack there. Um, but uh, if your insulin sensitivity, if you're insulin resistant, so if you have blood sugar dysregulation type issues, if you have things like diabetes in this case, or insulin resistance, so pre-diabetes, metabolic syndrome, things like that, or, and also hypothyroidism, these things also decrease the ability or the synthesis uh, of glutathione in the body, okay? Now, if your diet is very low in plant polyphenols, that can also decrease the synth synthesis of glutathione. Now, plant polyphenols, these are what you know, what are kind of commonly colloquially called um antioxidants you know but like what here's what there's a the misconception that people think they're not most of these you know things are not nutrients you know like they're not polyphenols they're not they don't have like nutritional value per se in the body the way they work is they're actually poisons, okay? They're toxins that the plants create. So you're eating, if you eat a lot of plant foods, a lot of it is actually toxins and there's actually a lot of anti-nutrients in there, which I'll discuss in another episode, probably this week, actually. Um, but 
the point is, so these plant polyphenols, what they do is through their toxic toxicity, very mild toxicity, of course, so like most of them at least, um, they actually, it, it, it's, it's called hormesis, this effect. It's uh, basically what doesn't kill me makes me stronger type thing. So through the hormetic effect, they stimulate the production of glutathione, right? But on their own, <laughs> on it's not just enough to eat a lot of polyphenols to, to stimulate the production of glutathione. Because if you're just only solely plant-based, you eat a ton of plants, but your protein is like you're eating 30, 40, 50 grams of protein a day. That is, especially if you're like a, you know, a bigger person, like a dude, that is nowhere near enough protein to meet all of your needs. It it, it will keep you alive, but you you will survive, but you sure as heck won't thrive, okay? So you need the, the polyphenols to stimulate the production of the antioxidants, but you also need the protein substrates, yeah? You need also carbohydrates because if your diet is very low in um, um, carbs, right, that's another factor that can limit the production of glutathione. Now, so, so folks that are, you know, extremely low carb, keto, um, it's long-term, that, ain't, that usually won't end too well, okay? Um, what I would do is alternate just, the, I think the best way that, that people have found to do it is alternate, you know, some days, yeah, some days don't eat a lot of protein. Okay. You don't necessarily have to eat a lot of protein every day. So, and you know, if you're a low carb, have a high carb day or two, you know, once in a while. And that, that could be like once a week, twice a week, or even more often every third day, fourth day. And you have to alternate, you know? Um, but you need to consistently, it's okay to not eat a lot of protein here and there and fast for a day here and there, but you need to get consistently good amounts of protein that this is one of the most important things because again, uh, th this glutathione molecule is made from the building blocks of protein, amino acids, glutamate, which is very, very rarely limiting. So it's more it's more the cysteine and the glycine that are limiting. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now certain certain B vitamin deficiencies can actually um, they can reduce the ability in the cell to to recycle glutathione. So uh, thiamine, niacin, and riboflavin. These are the the B vitamins. This is why I always. Pretty much every day, I take a big, a very high quality B complex multivitamin. Um, soon on the, on my website, I'm gonna have a list of the supplements I take and and recommend. Uh, what you know, one of the things on my to do list. So if you're ever interested, so these are the these are kind of the the most important factors that can compromise your your body's ability or your cell's ability to synthesize glutathione and protect you from the various onslaughts um, out there now there's there's um there's some ways to measure glutathione 
directly and indirectly. One one way we do it with my clients is there the the my favorite and one of the best tests that I often recommend to run first with my clients is um, the organic acids test. So this is a nutritional and metabolic profile that has uh, what is it a hundred and has so many markers. Hold on, it has. 76 markers, 76 markers, uh, at least. I think they added a couple more. This is a note test I'm looking at. So it has uh, m- markers for your B, certain B vitamins, CoQ10, NAC, or N-acetocysteine, which is that uh, cysteine um, part of the glutathione molecule. It has neurotransmitter metabolites. It has mitochondrial function markers. It has oxalate metabolites, which is another massive topic we will discuss in the future. Bacterial and yeast and fungal markers. So it can detect candida, certain bacteria of the Clostridia family. It can indicate if you have mold exposure. There is just so much value in this test. And for a couple hundred bucks, especially in the USA, because it's so quick and easy to gets um, the test kits shipped out to clients and then for them to get it picked up. It's just so simple. It, in, with clients in Europe, we, we can still do it. It's a little bit more expensive in terms of like 50 to 70 uh, euros or whatever to ship it back, which adds a little bit to the cost, but it's such a valuable test, right? But in the USA, it's just really, it's a no-brainer. For a couple hundred bucks, the amount of valuable information you get, but what it also has is indicators of detoxification. And there's a, there's a specific marker on here called um, pyroglutamic that when it's elevated, it act, it does indicate a glutathione deficiency. So I've seen that very often on on clients' um, uh, test results. The, there's also another marker that can indicate uh, potential toxic exposure as well. So the two together, if... if um, if uh, both are elevated, it indicates definitely glutathione is lacking. And then there's obviously other stuff like, you know, related to riboflavin, you know, um, the glutathione precursor I was talking about, uh, NAC or N-acetocysteine. And also mitochondrial, the mitochondrial markers, if they're elevated, and what you often see is with folks that have more let's say, um, progressed issues, right? They've been, have had these issues for like years or decades. You're going to see um, the elevated pyroglutamic, which is the, high, the the glutathione deficiency, and the mitochondrial markers will will be out of, you know, out of range, indicating some type of dysfunction. Now, I'm actually, I'm looking here at a, a test of a gentleman I did who was 70 years at the time. This was a few years ago. And uh, he had so many things, but his mitochondrial markers, there's six, for, for the Krebs cycle, there's six um, markers. There's there's basically nine, nine um, mitochondrial markers. And he had eight out of nine that were very, very out of range. It, it's there was so much red on the 
test it was like uh lighting up like a christmas tree you know eight out of nine eight out of the nine markers were um elevated indicating severe mitochondrial dysfunction that that is just a really end stage sort of um metabolic dysfunction you know but uh anyway so it, the most important part i suppose of of the episode is now which is what do we do well if you listen to the the last few episodes that i did the ones that are um related to the the toxic exposures and why we have to take them seriously right the first thing we have to do is start thinking about how to reduce our the need for this antioxidant to be used up so much in the body right so you have to first of all uh, if like if you have a leak in your house let's say you're fixing your sink or let's say i'm fixing my sink and invariably something in the in the piping i do something stupid <laughs> and i i test it out and it starts leaking like crazy well the first thing you have to do is turn the water off turn off the mains something like that right you have to stop the onslaught if you just keep putting towels and tissue and trying to absorb all the water gushing out ain't gonna ain't gonna end well like like i have found out right um so the first thing you want to do is clean up clean up the diet clean up your environment filter your water with a reverse osmosis um uh system, filter system that kind of stuff right don't use stupid perfumes just to smell good listen if you if you're using a perfume or a cologne please please stop it's full of endocrine disrupting shit that is depleting you of your most important antioxidant that will keep you healthy to protect you from infections and it will keep you younger for longer and alive and healthy for longer stop stop using these toxic products like shampoos and soaps and please do yourself a favor so that's the first thing the other thing we need to eat more protein you need to make sure you need enough carbs now many of us are probably eating too much too many carbs but the protein thing is is important especially as you get older you need to eat more protein because a protein deficiency will lead to osteopenia and um frailty and then you have ch- a higher chance of breaking bones and so on and so forth right and uh, for guys you're going to lose muscle mass and then that will tank your um sex hormones your testosterone your DHEA and so on right and then uh weakness is the you know, weakness is a the weaker you are the more of a predictor for mortality that is you know so you want to be strong for that you need protein and you need the the building block, blocks of protein to build and rebuild everything in your body you know everything hormones antioxidants like this and so on and so forth so that's that's that you want to get i want to say like an adult you want to depending on your weight of course like what you want to do is like at least 1 gram per um per kilogram of body weight so roughly double that in for you know sorry wait what am i saying 
Oh yeah, so one gram per kilogram of body weight minimum, bare minimum, ideally ideally two. And it also matters, you know, how old you are, you're man or woman, um, uh, you're, uh, are you doing heavy work and so on. There's a lot of factors in there, but a couple of grams per per um, kilogram of body weight, uh, you know, is a is a is a decent start, and you can up up it or down it depending on on all those factors that I said. And in pounds, you want to basically get a pound um, per per uh, sorry a, a gram per pound of, of body weight, right? Of course, it, it, the ideal is lean body mass. So if you're severely overweight, you definitely want to use your ideal weight, not your current weight. Okay, that's that's small caveat there but there's a lot to unpack in on that side of things can't really cover that now so get enough protein the other thing is there's two supplements that i use pretty much every day so the first one i've already touched on the name so it's n-acetocysteine or n-a-c n-a-c okay so it's basically a precursor to glutathione production so it provides cysteine for that precursor okay and uh the thing about cysteine is it's it's found in small amounts in protein containing foods. Okay, it's not it's not it's not a ton of it. So you're not getting a ton of it to begin with on a normal protein diet. But if you're you know if you're plant based, if you eat a lot of um, plant proteins, they're even lower in cysteine. Okay, so it's gonna be a problem for you long term. I'm not saying you might feel great now, you might look great now and perform well now one year into it, two years into it. If you're in your 20s, you could go a long time, even in your 30s. You go two, three, four, five years, okay, without enough protein, da, da, da. But long-term, it's going to be a problem. And uh, you want NAC. I, I personally I personally take NAC every day, like I said, sometimes up to four grams. I don't necessarily recommend that for others. You want to talk to your doctor or practitioner, uh, a nutritionally sort of educated doctor, ideally naturopath if you can find one, um, or a nutritionist or some type of practitioner. They'll recommend what's right for you. They'll understand your toxic exposures and you know your activity levels, your diet, and et cetera, et cetera. But NAC, this is such an amazing supplement. There's been a lot of research into it. I don't really have time to get into it now just so we can keep this short. But NAC is super amazing. It can chelate heavy metals directly as well, like mercury. It can directly chelate it. You know, it doesn't, it, it, it has, it's an antioxidant in its own right. You know what I mean? It's not just a part of the um, glutathione molecule. So it, it does provide the building blocks for glutathione synthesis. It is an antioxidant. So it means it binds certain metals and toxins directly. It contains sulfur, okay? This can replenish sulfate, which some people are deficient in, for example, autistic children. It has anti-inflammatory properties. It can help regulate brain glutamate levels, which no time to get into that. And fun fact, it also has anti-biofilm properties, which is another thing that we can't really get into, but basically biofilms are like in the gut when organisms they create these sort of structures to hide from the immune system and basically they can evade 
they can evade antibiotics and they, it becomes like this complex communication network between them. It's really amazing. Like if you look at scum that builds up around wet areas like your bathroom, that's a f- sort of biofilm and plaque on the teeth, that's another biofilm. So this has antibiofilm properties in the in the body, inside the body. Okay, so you can get that in... Um, um, okay, actually, this is quite important. You can get it in pills, obviously, in um, capsules, but you can also get it in powder form. Now, I will caution you, if you're not hardcore into this health stuff, stay away from the powder form because this stuff um, has, a, let's just say, a very strong taste and smell because it has an acetyl group, which is very um, sour. It's sour. And it smells like almost like rotten eggs. I believe it's cysteine that gives that gives off that. Uh, it has to do with that rotten egg smell. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but you know that rotten egg smell. I think I think it's got to do with the cysteine in there. Uh, don't quote me on that. So if you do buy, I I mean I I do sometimes buy the powder because it's cheaper, you know, and you don't have other excipients and additives in as in as you would in the uh, capsules, but um. I don't enjoy drinking it and nobody I have talked to or I've recommended it to does enjoy it. If you if you mix it with like an acidic or sour juice like uh, lemon, orange, fruit juice, something to mask the taste, you know, it's it's okay. It's not it's not the worst, you know. <laughs> I've had worse more disgusting things. The things we do for health, right? Okay, the other thing, the other amino acid like I said, glycine being the other sort of the third um, uh, leg of the stool that is glutathione is glycine. It's a the simplest amino acid in structure. It's actually also a neurotransmitter. Fun fact. And what glycine actually can be used is like three grams or so has been shown in studies, in a couple of studies at least, uh, to help with sleep. Okay, so you you actually can take it in the evening to for a double job. Okay, that's fun 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 little fact little tip so it can also bind to toxins a lot of a lot of these uh toxins when we measure the or, or when the lab measures them on the or for example the organic acids test or they have these chemical toxicity tests that we can run which are a bit more specialized or mold toxicity tests we can run the a lot of the um metabolites that they detect in the urine they're some sort of conjugate of a chemical with glycine or cysteine, you know, so um, they they basically, you know, that conjugation inactivates the the toxin, so it can be excreted safely, right? Doesn't destroy or doesn't um, cause oxidative stress or you know destroy tissue along the way and so on and so forth. And um, fun fact, another fun fact: uh, glycine makes up one third of collagen, so it's important for protein synthesis. And if you take more glycine in, your your collagen, so think about your skin, your joints, they will have more, um, you know, substrate to 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 remain healthy. Or rather, I suppose what, what can happen is <clears throat> when we don't get enough glutathione, or sorry, when we don't get enough <clears throat> substrates to make glutathione, like glycine, the body will rob us of our skin, of our collagen in our skin and in our in our um, 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 joints, 
to to get the because it's what's more important looking pretty or having healthy joints or literally detoxifying toxic things that are, could be um you know uh damaging brain cells and nervous system tissue and you know what i mean what's more important so the body will like okay this is not that important so what what you notice this is why this is why i said that this if you are depleted in glutathione it will cost you health span right it will cost it will reduce the 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 overall health of your body so when I, when we say health span is the the length of period not so your lifespan is how long you live your health span is how many of those years are you healthy so if the last 10 years of your life you're sick at bed or bedridden or god knows what else or you know what i mean or a bunch of drugs that means you let's say you live to 80 and the last 10 years is like that your health span was 70 if you felt good until you know 70 then things started going down you would be very lucky as well um so yeah so if you if you don't get enough of this antioxidant created in the body you start rubbing your other tissues and then what happens eventually those things get depleted your skin looks uh you know uh your skin tone and health is reduced your joints become compromised and so on and so forth and then other things other things start breaking down because eventually you run out of that you need to keep adding it right because all the toxic exposure is taking it out so you have to figure out strategically how to keep adding it yeah another interesting thing about glycine it's also a precursor for many vital compounds in the body like creatine creatine is used in most cells as a store of energy super important molecule it also plays a, di- a role in digestion and absorption of fats glycine okay so like i said glycine is um the best sources are animal foods, you know, that contain collagen. So chicken skin and joints. Uh, that's it. You know, you can you can buy it as a supplement again in pill pills or um, capsules or uh, powder. And the powder is actually very sweet, uh, as opposed to um, as opposed to NAC. It's it's quite sweet and. Uh, very similar to sugar so you can use it to in sweet um in like you can you sprinkle it on on stuff and add it to sweet drinks and stuff i i mix it with my um <clears throat> with my nac and sometimes some creatine and some other concoction i make i used to do that a lot more i don't do it now i just don't have as much time now that i'm a dad and whatnot so but before i'd mix them all together and just knock it back and then if if you get a bad taste in your mouth, just drink some something, you know, like, or or have some fruit or like some orange juice or whatever. But you know what? For health, you can you can figure it out. And a bit of a bad taste for a few minutes is not the end of the world, right? And uh, that's it. Uh, also, glycine does come in a form called TMG or trimethylglycine. This is a little bit more sort of, um, it, it's also an option to get glycine and it has other benefits. But it's not something I would just recommend trying willy-nilly. Certain folks will benefit from it. Other Others may react. So you really have to understand that like a practitioner would best advise you. I'm not saying don't try it if you don't want if you want to, but uh, it, just putting it out there, of course, you just have to be careful with these supplements. Always, you know, consult consult someone knowledgeable 
uh, and you know start them one by one and so on and the best thing is to get to get them from from whole foods of course natural whole pasture raised animal products of course being the best source of these two that we covered so that is that is it this again super important antioxidant because if you don't have enough of it if you get sick a lot well that that could be the culprit you know if you have like sensitivity to to things like chemicals and stuff like that oof that's that's another sort of red flag there but i'll i'll tell you this right now given that most people don't eat only organic food given that most p- people now in the western world live in big cities with all these exhaust fumes and look and even if you eat organic food yeah and you filter your water you're still getting a shitload of exposure just walk walking outside and <clears throat> you know breathe if you go to the shopping mall you drive there you're breathing exhaust you know in the and then you walk from the parking lot to, and then you go to the bathroom and then the 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 cleaning staff there using uh, using these toxic products you you're you just um, inhaled for the last two minutes while you're in there and so on and then you, you take the receipt from the cashier yeah that has toxins on it yeah so you're constantly in the modern world you're constantly getting exposed to tox- toxins of, of various descriptions right <clears throat> so excuse me so even with this is what i this is kind of what i tell people when i'm trying to sort of explain the rationale why i supplement my diet with nac and uh, glycine and other things the reason is imagine you were so lucky let's say you needed 3000 calories a day <clears throat> imagine you were so lucky and 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 strategic that you got all you need you got all 3000 calories with all the right vitamins and minerals and every single once exactly the amount that your body requires for normal metabolic function given your activity level that's fine but in the modern world with the daily exposure that you get from the air food water so on and so forth exhaust fumes and so on build you know build building products and materials that exude you know car in your car with that let's say let's pretend two even two percent of your nutrition is required to detoxify all that i don't know i don't know what the the amount would be every situation would be different but let's say it takes two percent of that three thousand calories and uh what's it uh just for ease of use uh, uh, let's say a hundred calories of energy and protein and vitamins and minerals aggregated um so let's say okay let's just say it's one percent so if that every day one percent is taken away from you, you know. Like, think about how how that would compound over months, years, and and uh, and decades. You know, that's why that's why everybody, almost everybody, now is overweight, sick, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cancer, heart disease. Like these things are due to deficiencies. And toxicities, okay, deficiencies in minerals, vitamins, nutrients, and toxicities, a lot of toxicities, 
and in many folks <clears throat> excesses excesses in sugar carbohydrates that has a that's one of the biggest excesses you know excesses in vegetable and seed oils right so th these three things are the main culprits that's not don't even don't even try to tell me oh in may, in some cases genetics is huge right but very often these genetic things you know they start early on in life you know and the genetic thing is an excuse it's an excuse you know it's not gene it's genetics loads the gun but your environment pulls the trigger right and the environment is everything in and around your body that you to a great extent a lot of these things you have control over so all we can do is do or exert control over the things that we have control over and then you know let let uh you know the universe god handle the rest you know what i mean so that's it thanks for thanks for listening um if you need health consulting help with your health i offer health consulting um packages check on my website link is down below still doing free 15 minute uh, discovery sessions to see if we're a good fit to work together to see if we can help you to see if you're motivated to get help because obviously will not i will not work with people that are not ready because we just don't want to waste your time my time and our resources all together you know this, this is the most valuable thing that our time so we won't waste our time if we're not a if we're not a good fit to work together so yeah um thanks for tuning in and see you on the next episode